Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard. I'm coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. You know, this is a live and dynamic podcast, right? Wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, I spit it. So let's hit it. So I just got done in the doctor's office. I go to a chiropractor now to straighten out the little crook in my back, right? Which is amazing. Let me tell you, it's amazing. Uh, So they only take about 10, 15 minutes and then I feel like a whole brand new person, right? So as I was leaving, there was a car driving past me and it was playing loud music, loud gangster rap music. uh, Talking about, you know, how they're gonna kill this person and that person and da da da. And it just really occurred to me, like, wow, you know, it's bad enough to to think it, to think such a thing. It's bad enough. It's an evil thing. But then on top of that, it's even worse to do that action. But then on top of that, wow, you know, it's even worse to sing about it. There's that much irreverence in the heart of the world. And actually, in everyone that's listening to that sort of music, which is glorifying Satan, it's glorifying murder and violence and, and, and witchcraft and sexual immorality and any other thing, evil thing that they are singing about in a song. It's so vastly different from the things that we that God calls us to sing about as Christians and don't worry you know that we're going to pray and we're going to get into it but I'm literally at the beach by my house there's a park at this beach so I'm like you know what I need to go do this message right now right now so I don't have the the new microphone that my wife bought me I'm just using my phone like back in the day it came up so we're going to put it down so let's go ahead and pray oh heavenly father oh God Thank you for being wonderful to the sons of men. Father God, we acknowledge that you are the most high God and there is no other God like you, God. In all of creation, God, there's nothing. There's no one like you, God. With a love so wonderful and so abundant, God, that you sent your only begotten son to die for the people that you made, God. Created in your image, oh God. Now, God, I'm just praying to you, God, over this message, God, and over your people, God, that bear your name, O God, in heaven. For we have been caught up in some things, God, that are not godly. And we're participating, God, in in things that that do not please you, God. It makes me think about uh, when Moses went up uh, uh, to the mountain, God, to receive the Ten Commandments, and Aaron was down there with the people, God, and they they built, they made a golden calf, God, and the people were dancing and 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 singing, and some would say they weren't worshiping, but they really are worshiping when they're doing that. They're worshiping freely, God, and and you saw that, God, and 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 you sent Moses down, you you sent Moses down to talk to the people, God. To chasten them and rebuke them, God. And when Moses saw it, he was so angry, he broke the tablets, God, that you had just given him. 
Oh, Father, I pray that today this word, God, would not fall on deaf ears, God. I pray that even as they hear this word, your sons, your daughters, my brothers and sisters in Christ, God, that they would be quickened by the Holy Spirit and convicted, oh God, to leave Babylon and all of her foolishness and all of her devilries and all of her witchcraft and all of her idolatries and all of her murders and all of her perversions, God, that they would be convicted and they would repent before you, God, and cry out and say, oh, God, what have we done? What are we doing? Have mercy on us, God. For the Bible says that all they that call out unto the Lord will be saved. All they that call out to you, all they that cry unto the Lord will be saved. You're a merciful God, Father. And while this is a lengthy prayer, <laughs> Father God, I, I just cannot understate the severity of it and what's going on. And God, I just pray really that, again, you would anoint me, anoint this message. God, I pray that you would use me, speak through me, God, to your people, God. I pray against any confusion, any type of static in the heavenlies, God, where the devil wants to confuse me or try and mess up this technology I'm using, God. Bless it. Bless it. Bless it. Bless my sisters and my brothers. Bless the airwaves as this message is coming across, Father, that it may be received, God, with clarity. And I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, so one, I apologize for the wind. I won't be able to hear how the wind noise is playing uh, uh, into my phone until I'm all done with the message. Uh, so I'm hoping that you guys will be able to hear this clearly because I usually only do one take and that's it. Okay, so the title of this message is And Down Goes Babylon. So you think about a boxer, right? When, when somebody is, you know, Duke and others, two boxes in the ring, and one is winning, one is getting beat up, right? And the one that's getting beat up, you know, they try and stand, they start staggering a little bit. And, and then the referee, the referee, the announcer sees the uh, the, the one that's losing, that's getting beaten up. He, he says, oh, look, oh, look, he, he's, he's, he's staggering. He, he's falling, he's falling, and down goes so-and-so, and down goes so-and-so. That is what's going on right now with the world, with Babylon, with Satan's system. Don't be, uh, don't get it twisted. Don't be deceived and think that everything is all good because it looks like the world is having a good time and prospering and dancing around and, oh, we all going to get along. Hey, don't be deceived. Babylon is going down and there's nothing that anyone can do to stop it there's nothing that the devil can do to stop it there's nothing that his fallen angels can do to stop it there's nothing that the demons can do to stop it there's nothing that his witches and warlocks can and wizards can do to stop this god hallelujah himself has already set these things in motion he's already decreed the destruction of babylon and we don't want to be caught up in it we don't want to be caught up in the destruction of Babylon when it comes, when God himself pours out the bowls of judgment. Brothers and sisters, don't get caught. Don't get caught out there doing evil 
when the Lord comes. Don't get caught out there and catch a stray one. Catch a bullet. Catch something. Take something. Ingest something. Drink something. Right? That's going to destroy you. I knew a man. He was a Christian. Christian. The Lord had delivered him out of homosexuality, which is a sin, by the way. But the Lord had delivered him. He was fine. And then he went through a hard time in his life and he backslid. He went back out there and you know what? He slept with somebody and got AIDS. Got AIDS, but God. But the Lord was merciful to him. He didn't, he didn't like die really quickly or anything like that. The Lord sustained that man. He took his pills and everything else, but you couldn't tell he had HIV. You couldn't tell he had AIDS. I mean, again, he took the medication, but it, it just seemed like well over a decade, he had no issues. It's like the Lord showed him mercy when he came and repented. You know, that's how our God is. Now, let's go ahead to the scripture and everything that I just said, it's in the scripture. God already talked about this. The wickedness of man, how Babylon is going down. Don't get caught out there. Don't catch a stray one. These are my words, but we're going to see what God said in the Bible. It's really what God is saying. And then there's even there's even mercy and redemption for those of you just like me that was out there doing foolishness, out there doing evil in the sight of the Lord and, and, and saying that we love the Lord. Seeing that we love the word of God and that we love the things of God and we love the people of God, yet we were not eschewing evil in the sight of the Lord. All right, here we go. So we are coming out of Jeremiah 51 and you guys know primarily I like to use the King James Version because... The acid test for the Bible to me to see if someone has tampered with it, right? I believe it's it's, it's in First John where the Scripture talks about uh, how how Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit are one. And many of these versions, they they remove that, they remove that, right? Which it, which essentially says they're all one, they're all equal. So that's why I don't I don't like to use different versions from time to time. The NIV actually is one of them where they've removed that language. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Anyway, anyway, but today we are actually going to use the NIV. <laughs> we're going to use the King James Version and we're going to use the NIV. And doing a comparison side by side, the scriptures that we're going over look identical. The words are a little bit different, but they're identical. Okay. So it's all good. We're safe. All right. Here we go. Jeremiah 51 verse 6 through 9. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her recompense. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so be she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her 
and let us go every one into his own country for her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies amen 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 now we're going to shift over to the niv so you guys hear that version so it may be a little clearer flee from babylon run for your lives do not be destroyed because of her sins it is time for the lord's vengeance he will repay her what she deserves babylon was a gold cup in the lord's hand she made the whole earth drunk the nations drank her wine therefore they have now gone mad babylon will suddenly fall and be broken wail over her get balm for her pain perhaps she can be healed we would have healed babylon but she cannot be healed let us leave her and each go to our own land for her judgment reaches to the skies it rises as high as the heavens let's stop there there are certain things that people do which actually are forms of worship but since the devil really controls the narrative in this world most people don't recognize it or acknowledge these things as worship now now think about this you who say you love the lord you know when you worship the lord your your heart is free before the lord you're singing, you're exalting him. You raise your hand, some of you, if you're like me, sometimes you might dance around. You're praising him, you're worshiping him. See, when you do this, and the devil knows this very well, since he was over the music, he knows what it means to worship. He understands that. But brothers and sisters in Christ, do you understand that? Do you understand that there's no separation? Do you understand that the things that are embedded in that music, if it is ungodly music, it is ungodly music. If they're talking about sex and, 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 and killing and murdering and, and shooting and all types of perverted things, don't you know that those are the spirits that are in that music? Don't you know that those things are in that music to be glorified? that they might steal the very praise that should be going to your God, they're stealing it. They're getting your heart's affection. Why? Because the beat is dope. Oh, because the lyrics are tight. Oh, because, you know, I really like that melody. It really speaks to me. But you can clearly look at what that artist is doing and see that person does not represent God. These words do not represent God. If Jesus Christ was in your living room, would you be playing this music? Would you? Would you be dancing around to it? Would, would, would hardly any clothes on? It, it, it's, now, now get, to get me, don't, get, don't get me wrong here. In my younger days, I was in the nightclub. I get it. I was in the club, you know, doing the rubber dub. I was, <laughs> I was up in there. But now I see the error of my ways. I've since repented from that. Okay? So listen, you got to be careful what you're listening to. This music, the worldly music, and somebody says, well, that means I can't listen to love songs. Look at what it's glorifying. A, an artist doesn't have to be a Christian to sing a love song. It's a love song. It's a beautiful thing. Listen to the lyrics, right? What are they singing about? If it's got a dope beat and they're talking about killing this and killing that, 
you know, I'm how I'm, I'm gonna sex this woman and get these women and use them and all this. You know what? You know that's wrong. And when you're listening to that, you're worshiping that. You're worshiping the golden calf. Look at the artists in this and this in, in, in these music videos for these songs. Whether it's a man or a woman, black, white, Latino, whatever, they're all a part of the world system. All of that music flows and goes together. Why all the gold? Why all the nakedness? Why all the chains? Because they're in slavery. They're in bondage. Right? And the gold is idolatry. Like the golden calf. The people used all their jewelry to make that golden calf. And they were down there frolicking, half naked, having sex, debauchery. This is no different than what is going on today. But the world has convinced us, thus Satan actually has convinced the people of the world, hey, this is just how it is. This is normal. It's just normal. It's okay. You know, one day I read through Deuteronomy 28 and I was looking at the list of curses I'm not going to turn there but I'm going to encourage you to do it look at the list of curses and then do a quick comparison to what the world looks like today the state of the world the state of human beings the state of marriages and everything all the evil that's going on and you know what occurred to me wow I just thought this was all normal because it's so widespread. I thought this is the norm, but actually what it is, it's the curses of God being poured out. There's so much sin. There's so much abundant wickedness. It's rampant. It's everywhere. So that's why everywhere you turn, it seems like that's how life just is because so many people are in disobedience and rebellion to God. So they just keep sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning until they're destroyed. Look in Deuteronomy 28. And then look at the other side. Look at the blessings. That's really how it's supposed to be. The blessings. When you walk up rightly before the Lord, the Lord blesses you. He blesses everything you put your hands to. God is not a man that he lies. He tells you point blank. If you're obedient, what you can expect to get and what he's going to do. And if you're disobedient, he tells you point blank what you can expect and what he's going to do. I saw it in my own life when I was living a sinful life and thinking, you know, thinking that I was being godly. Oh, I'm just going to do, dip a little bit here in porn and dip a little bit here and whatever. Right. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. No, you know what? I was operating none of those curses and I could look at my life and it scared me because I could look at Deuteronomy 28 and see and the curses man you know what Ugh. these curses are in my life they are active this is what's going on in my life right now and then at some point I just couldn't fake it anymore I couldn't fake the funk before the Lord anymore and uh, anymore and before myself and to myself I had to acknowledge I was living a sinful lifestyle. I had to acknowledge I was being disobedient. I had to acknowledge to God I was in rebellion and I deserved to get the things that he told me I was going to get. And then I had to repent and I had to denounce those sins and seek him. 
turned from my wicked ways. And you know what the Lord did? Just what he said he would do. He healed my land just like he said he would do. People say God is so mysterious. Now, granted, he is not a created being. So, yeah, there are many, 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 many aspects of God that are mysterious. We may never know. And living with him all eternity, we won't know everything about the Lord. We won't know everything about God. But the aspects of his nature, in other words, his ways, his character, guess what? You can know that. You can know that because the Bible says that the Lord, my God, the Lord, our God changeth not. He doesn't change. He's always the same. This is why the Lord sends me out here week after week, month after month. This is the second year. Why? To put this message out. So that way you can hear it. And even if only five people hear this message, guess what? It's five people that got convicted for the Lord. They can, they can turn and repent and be saved. The Bible said, what did it say? It says again, Jeremiah 51, 6, flee from Babylon, run for your lives. Do not be destroyed because of her sins. Don't think just because you said the prayer, you said it, right? You got a Bible, you pray every now and then that you can just keep sinning. You can keep going out there and doing what you do and there won't be consequences. You better believe there's going to be consequences because the Lord is holy. He's holy. Did we forget that God is holy? There's times literally when the Lord spoke to the Israelites, I think in Isaiah, and he said he had to remind them, I am holy. I'm, I'm not like you. I am holy. Where is the fear of the Lord? We better check ourselves. We better get in 1 John and start checking ourselves. The Bible tells us in 1 John, examine yourself to see if you really are even a Christian. Come on. I can't even tell you how many times I had to do that when I used to look at my life and how I was living in hell or the hell that was breaking loose in my life. And I had to be honest, Lord, am I even a Christian? God, please help me. If you think you got it all together, nah, I'm good, I'm good. You're not even gonna check yourself. You're in trouble. You're already veering off and you're in trouble. Your heart is getting hard. If you don't even wanna even check to see if you might possibly be in error, if you might possibly be in sin, if you might possibly be living an ungodly lifestyle and, and heading towards uh, destruction. You're on a road and the bridge is out and you don't want to listen to the people that are telling you the bridge is out. Turn around. Repentance is a 180 turn. It's a 180. He that used to steal, let him steal no more, but let him work with his own hands. If you was a womanizer, guess what? You better be good to your woman. You better learn how to treat your woman and take care of her and stop being a cheater. If you was a liar, then you better start praying and, and, and working, on, working on that. So you're saying only things that are truthful. And repentance is a 180. You just can't say a prayer and say, I repent and keep doing the same thing and thinking that you're going to be delivered. Man, I'm telling you, you not. It's not how it works. And because I love you, and more importantly, because the Father loves you. He gave me this message and sent me to say it to you in the hope that you would listen. Now, there are many of you that are listening around the world. This don't apply to you. 
You're not living an ungodly lifestyle. You ain't stepping out. You ain't tipping and dipping. But for those of you that it does, I, I've already prayed that this word would come to you and convict you in the name of Jesus that you would stop. Stop the foolishness. Stop the wickedness. Stop the heresy. Stop the, the double mindedness. Says stop it. Stop it. Now is not the time for you to get destroyed because you love the world. You loved this world and you didn't want to let go of it. Now is not the time. Don't you understand? The Lord's time for appearing is nearer now than it was in previous years. And you don't know when you're going to be taken. You don't know when the breath that has been given to you on loan is going to be required of you. It could be this very, you fool, this very night, your life will be required of you. We don't know. It could be me. It could be you. We don't know who it is. We don't know when our time is. But I can tell you this, we better make sure that we're ready. Because once you go, that's it. Game over. That's it. Now, Babylon is going down. There's no way around that. She's going down. She's going down. She's going down. Don't get caught with her sins. Stop shaking and grooving to the, to the music of the devil. Stop singing about the things that God tells you is, is a, a, abhorrible in his sight. Stop it. Stop it. Repent. Get away. Now, the scripture says we're still in Isaiah 51. Let's go back to the King James Version because like I said, I'm going to give y'all a side by side. Amen, amen. See, uh, Isaiah 51, 12 says, set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord hath both devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. I'll read it again, but in the NIV. Amen. Lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Reinforce the guard. Station a watchman. Prepare an ambush. The Lord will carry out his purpose, his decree against the people of Babylon. We supposed to be the Lord's people and we in Babylon partying with the Babylonians. Guess what? When the destroyer comes through, you're getting chopped. Come on, right? Come on. And Christians don't, we don't like to talk about stuff like this. We don't want to look at this stuff. We want to think like, oh, it's always going to be good for me. I said the prayer. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. You have to remember who God is. And God is very specific. If you're a righteous person and then you... uh turn your back on the Lord and you start living rebelliously, wickedly, foolishly, pursuing evil instead of pursuing the Lord, and then you die in your sin, God said, I will not remember any of the good that you've done. That is God because he is holy. He don't play favorites, but on the flip side, he's still a God of so he's a God of judgment, but on the flip side, he is also a God of mercy, the God of mercy. If the man was a wicked man, the Bible talks about, if he was a wicked man and then he turned from his wickedness and pursued God and repented and walked in righteousness, God said what? 
he would forget all the evil that that person did. If he died in righteousness, God said, I forget all the evil and wickedness that he did. That's who God is. He is a God of great mercy. And you know, when you actually turn to the Lord and you repent, see, then you can say, well, verse 10 says, Jeremiah 51, verse 10, it says, the Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. In the NIV, verse 10, Isaiah 51, verse 10, the Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us tell in Zion what the Lord our God has done. So in other words, God was just warning everybody about Babylon, talking about don't get caught out there and all the punishment and destruction that he's going to bring. But then he had mercy on his people. Why? Because they repented. They repented. What they say? Uh, uh, we would have healed Babylon, but she can't be healed. Let us leave her. In other words, that's repentance. Let's leave. Let's stop doing the wicked things that we're doing and each go to our own land. Your land is with the Father. Your land is with the Son. Your land is with the Holy Spirit. Let's repent. Let's leave Babylon. Let's leave Jezebel and all her wicked ways. Let's stop doing that. Turn and repent and go back to our father's house. That's basically what it's saying. For she gonna get it. I'm translating. It says, for her judgment reaches to the skies. It rises as high as the heavens. She gonna get it. And we don't want none of that smoke in today's vernacular. So you have to repent. And then right after that, what does it say? The Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us tell in Zion what the Lord our God has done. I was out there doing that wickedness. The Lord convicted me. I confessed and repented, right? I denounced those evil spirits. I said, I don't want nothing else to do with it. I turned from my wicked ways. I turned. And now what? The Lord's blessing me. Oh, wow. The Lord has vindicated me. Come and let us tell in Zion what the Lord our God has done. That's what I'm doing right now. I was one of those people out there doing wickedness. And the curses kept coming on me like waves in the ocean. Uh, each wave was hitting harder than the next one. Boom, 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 boom. My life was upside down. It was full of craziness. Everywhere I looked, it was upside down. I couldn't stop it. And the only way that I could stop it was to go to the Lord and repent. That was it. When I did that, it stopped. You know, when Jonah was running from the Lord, because in a sense, I was running from the Lord. And in a sense, when we are in rebellion, we are running from the Lord. Our back is towards him. We're not going forward. We're not going towards him. We're going away from him. Right? So, Jonah. Jonah was running from God. And you know the story. God sent this huge storm on the seas. And the people on the boat went to Jonah and told him, what are you doing sleeping? Pray to your God, maybe he'll have mercy. Then Jonah told him who his God was. My God is the God that made the sea. I'm actually the cause of all of this problem right here because I ran from the Lord. Right? He said, throw me in the sea and it'll stop. And you know what they did? They said, no, no, no. They rode furiously all the more. They tried. They tried to save Jonah. 
They tried to use their might to change the situation. And the more they tried, the harder the storm got. Until finally, they repented. And they, they didn't even believe in God. But guess what? After they saw what they saw, they repented. They said, oh, Lord, please don't let this man's blood be upon our head. And they tossed him in the water. And the, and, and, and the storm stopped immediately. Immediately. When I repented before the Lord, let me tell you, my storm stopped immediately. It was like I was in the middle of a whirlwind, in the middle of a cyclone. There was chaos everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Every now and then there was a little calm of peace. You know, that little eye of the storm thing. But everything else was whipping around me and I was spinning in the middle of it. And when I repented, peace. Peace and all of the stuff just dropped. It all just stopped. And that's what the Lord wants for you. And brothers and sisters, that's what I want for you. I want you to have that testimony that the Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us tell in Zion what the Lord our God has done. That others may be encouraged. That the Holy Spirit may use your testimony to convict others of their sin. See, the Bible says that they overcame the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. What kind of life was you living when you met the Lord? You met the Lord. What type of life was you living? If it was a sinful one, tell about your experiences like I'm telling you now and what happened and what the Lord did and how merciful he is. See, when you do that, you overcome the accuser that's coming against you, that's coming against these people that, that God wants to save. Why? Because now you're giving people hope. One, you told them the truth. You're putting a mirror up to them so they can see what you're doing is wicked and evil. I don't care if everybody in the world is saying it's not. Man, it is. There has to be somebody to stand up and tell the truth. Right? Has to be. And when you do that, people get set free. Coming to a close. Coming to a close. Going back to verse 12. Lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Reinforce the guard. Station the watchmen. Prepare an ambush. The Lord will carry out his purpose, his decree against the people of Babylon. God is telling you, right? Make up your mind. Gird up your loins, get strong, make up your mind, right? Dedicate yourself to prayer. Dedicate yourself to fasting and praying. Dedicate yourself to reading the scriptures, studying the scriptures. Dedicate yourself to meeting with the saints. See, he says, lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Well, what is the banner? The banner is the good news. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the scriptures. It's the Lord's loving kindness. It's his faithfulness. It's his righteousness. It's his goodness to you. Lift up the banner against the walls of Babylon. You see the wickedness that they're doing. Stop it. Lift up a banner against them. Against the evil that they're doing. Against that evil and wicked uh, uh, world system. Don't go in cahoots with them. Don't be dancing around. Stop it. Don't have nothing to do with it. It's an evil and a wicked thing. You stop it. Just stop it. Lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. It says what? Reinforce the guard. So I remember when I first got saved, people would say, oh man, it don't take all of that. It don't take all of that. I think there was times when I said, it don't take all of that. But you know what? I learned. It does take all of that. 
We're called to love the Lord with our whole heart, with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. It does take that and anything less than that is not going to cut it because you have an enemy. You have an adversary who's roaming around like a lion. He's roaring like a lion looking for whom he may devour. You have enemy spirits that have been assigned to you and to your family. And you think that you could just take it easy and cruise? You're kidding yourself. The devil is not playing with you. He's not playing with you. And he's not playing with your family. He's not playing with the people that you love and you care about. He's not playing with you. So you better stop playing with him. You better stop playing with him. And take your role as a Christian seriously. Arm yourself, Christian. Rise up, Christian soldier. Onward, Christian soldier. You are a soldier. You are in a war. There's no way around it. You was born into this world. There's no way around it. So you need to choose. You need to really pick a side. Are you picking the Lord? Or are you picking Satan? There's no other, there's no middle ground to it. Whose side are you leaning on? I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Tell me whose side are you leaning on? I'm leaning on the Lord's side, right? I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Remember that song from Vacation Bible School? That's, that's, that's our life in a nutshell. You have a choice. You're in a war and there's nothing you can do about it. So you may as well pick the winning side. And, and have, have weaponry that really works and is effective to destroy, break down, and demolish the works of the devil. Stop playing. Because when you, when you plan, you have no power. And the devil knows that. Coming to a close. When you dip in in sin, you have to remember the devil has, he's assigned demons to watch you. When you sin, they on you like white on rice. When you open up a door in the spirit, whatever you bind on earth, you bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, you loose in heaven. Whatever you do on earth has an effect in the heavenlies. If you do wickedness, guess what? You lose something in the heavenlies. When you repent and you walk up rightly before the Lord and you say, I'm not doing that wicked thing. You know what? You just bound that thing in the heavenlies. It doesn't have permission to move and operate in your life anymore. You have stopped it. That's how it works. That's what you have to do. Okay, remember. The Lord has already passed judgment on Babylon. He's already passed judgment on that great whore Jezebel and all of her magic, all of her witchcraft, all of her perversion and sexual immorality, all of the violence and the adultery and the idolatry, all of those things. Don't get caught out there. God is encouraging you in the scriptures. Don't get destroyed with Jezebel's sin. Repent. The Lord will be merciful. And then you can be used by the Holy Spirit to give your testimony and encourage brothers and sisters and get them out of the trap and help them overcome the accuser of the brethren. And that's it. That's it for today's message. That is it. I sure hope this message came out great. Told you I'm outside. The wind is blowing. The trees are swaying and everything else. But that's all right. That's all right. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
No matter what goes down in your life, I encourage you to dig in your heels and you stick with Jesus no matter what. He will be the only thing that saves you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.